guys, Rose here, and today we're going to, this is day number five, today we're going to open our Bibles to Matthew number five, so I'm, I'm opening my Bible right now, uh, let's see, yeah, we're going to talk about basically some of the uh, explanation Jesus gives about Moses' commandments and what the, the prophets have said before in the Old Testament, if that makes sense. But uh, basically, this is a very important chapter. This is more about his teaching. This is more about his teaching. And basically, this is when he talks about the Beatitudes. He uh, goes up to a mountain. He sat down and disciples were surrounding him. And he, he says the Beatitudes, which goes, Blessed are those poor in spirit for their kingdom of heaven. For there is his kingdom of heaven. Blessed is the one who mourns. For they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they are shown be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for their kingdom is of heaven. Basically, um, Jesus calls for people to commit their lives to an invisible, quote-unquote, invisible kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom more important and more valuable than anything than the visible world. It's like a, the finest pearl in the world. He says it's worth selling everything you have to invest in it. So success in the kingdom of heaven involves a complete reversal of value seen in this beatitudes. Like, you should be humble. Because you should be humble, you should be merciful, you should be pure in heart. That's how you um, invest in heaven. Then he goes on and gives a parable about the, the salt and the light. And here he talks about, uh, well, there's many variations to what he means by salt. But he says that you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trampled by men. There's a lot of variations about this verse, what the salt means. One that I do like a lot is that before in the olden days, I'm not even talking about the Bible, but like in the past, uh, when, they, when refrigerators was not a thing, they would cover meat with salt because salt acts as a preservative. So when they did that, the meat would last for a longer day. So... What he means, what he could mean here when he says you are the salt of the earth, that you are the preservative of purity of this world. Our our purpose is to preserve the purity in this world. So that's what he could mean. Next, he talks about the parable about how we are the light. And he says that when we have a light, we do not cover it with a bulb. Instead, we put it on a stand so it can light up the whole room. When he means by that, he means the glory of God that we have in our hearts. Or, like, the renew us that we, like, when we are born again, we should not hide it. We should not hide our value. But we should show it to people so they can praise God and that, we, that they may see our good deeds. And then he um, basically, this is one of my favorite chapters in the whole book of Matthew here is when he kind of explains a little bit. He adds on to Moses' law. 
he said that here, I come here not to abolish the law of the prophets, but to fulfill them. Means like to add on to them, to complete them. Like as if they, they were incomplete, I'm here to complete them. And um, basically he, he starts out with murder. Like before in the Old Testament, you would hear, do not murder. And anyone who will be subject of murder will be thrown into judgment and but jesus says that i'm gonna add on to it and i'm gonna say if anyone has hate for a brother in his heart he is already committing murder then he goes on to adultery and in the old testament you you will hear do not commit adultery but then jesus adds on i'm here to tell you that now if you were to look at someone with lust you have already committed adultery in your eyes then he goes to divorce. And the Old Testament says that anyone who divorces a wife must give her a certificate of divorce. And now he is saying that I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, means like if your partner has cheated, you have already committed adultery. You are allowing your wife to be an adulterer. Because anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery already. All right, so if I don't know if you can see it, but basically he's getting the the laws of the Old Testament and adding on to them, right? And next one is oath. In the Old Testament, you hear, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you have made in the Lord. But now he's saying, well, now do not swear at all. Do not swear on anything. Do not swear on the kingdom. Do not swear on the trees, on your mother or your father. Do not swear on your head because you can't even make your head your hair white or black. Basically, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Because anything beyond this comes from the evil one. And this is found in Matthew 5.36 in case you want to, to know. This is a very special one. I love that your yes will be yes and your no will be no. Then he goes for an eye and an eye. Before in the Old Testament, they said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Like, if you take my tooth, I'll take yours. You take my eye, I'll take yours. But Jesus is saying that if someone does that, just look the other cheek and walk away. If someone wants to sue you, give him your cloak too. Do not take revenge. You know, I, he says that if someone forced you to run one mile, go with him two miles. Do not take revenge. Next is love for enemies. Before you have heard, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you now to love your neighbor and love your enemies. And this is one of my favorite chapters in the whole entire Bible. And, and also, too, when he says to love your neighbors and hate your... No, to love your neighbors and your enemies. He kind of does this when he... When he dies, he, he got a chance to live out these words when he was nailed to the cross. He prayed for his persecutors. He prayed for the people who betrayed him and hated him and caused him and sent him to die. So then he ends off with, be perfect. Therefore, your heavenly father is perfect. And that is part one of the Sermon of Mount. And tomorrow they're gonna talk he's gonna talk about kind of like the things that to praise God to not do it in public for people to for attention. So yeah.
Listen today. I don't know what this is date. <laughs> but it's tomorrow, day six or two. Tell me what's like. So yeah. That it that completes day number five. And stick around for day six tomorrow or whenever you get to hear it. Bye.